Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, listen, chill, do what you need to do. Grab yourself a glass of wine, a coffee, a water. We're going to have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your host, Nidhi Khanna. And Nidhi, people can follow us on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. Give us a five star review on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place right now. We are. And it's kind of exciting, Nidhi, because we're in our studio. We are in our studio. You know what that means. Wow. Oh, a little prosecco to celebrate. Perfect. Just what you we may need. remember that we. We said that we were going to have a studio. I built a studio in my basement, and now we have all these watery sounds. And Marco, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I love it because it's just perfect enough for two people. Yes. If we needed to have a guest, we could probably fit them in. Sure. But it is a phenomenal... I don't even know how to describe it to folks. I feel like we should take a photo. Oh, we should. We'll take a photo. And let us know if you hear... A difference in the quality of our sound. Yes. I'm still figuring out the studio, so we'll see, Nitty. Like, we might have to rearrange microphones and things and the distance, but cheers to you and our studio. Another reason to celebrate. I think I can now talk about it. So, one of our listeners listens to our podcast and heard me rant and rave about libraries and how much I love libraries. And Nitty, you love libraries too. I do. But I just, there's something about libraries that I just... You're like a fan. I, I like I like libraries. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're great. I think they're important community assets and they have played an important role in, in many different things. And I also love that libraries are now moving into uh, a more modern approach with like events and uh, becoming kind of cultural hubs in a way. However, you are a fan I, of libraries. I love everything about library, library, librarians, the rooms that they have, being able to get a book out and read a book, being able to get a book on tape or an audio book and listen to a book, being able to access magazines, newspaper, having guests come in. Anyways, I could go on. Even just my library card, I love it. I love that I can go online and order a book to my library, walk two blocks away and pick up a book, and it's just tremendous. So one of our listeners heard me ranting and raving about libraries and mentioned it to to someone at the Waterloo Public Library. Waterloo is a city not too far from Toronto, about an hour and a half, two hours away maybe. A lot of... um... 
uh, Technologies That's born right. there. It's Canada's con- uh, uh, Silicon, capital. It's kind yeah, of our Silicon our Valley, technological right? technological capital. Thank you. If you remember Research in Motion back in the day. <laughs> right. Blackberry was, Blackberry it was, was born, born there, there. In, in Waterloo. Exactly. So someone from the Waterloo Library contacted my agent and asked if I would be a guest speaker at their function, which is called After Hours at the Library. So it's a fundraiser that the Waterloo Public Library does. And they asked me to be their speaker. And I'm going to be telling, talking about podcasting and how uh, this is a new form of digital literacy and about comedy and, and acting and whatnot. But they asked me to be a guest. So if you happen to be around the Waterloo area on Friday, November 16th, that's 1-6, you can pick up tickets to their after-hour event. Just go to their website at wpl.ca. That's the Waterloo Public Library, wpl.ca. And if you want to even just... Tell them that you're excited and you can't be there. Feel free to do that, too. It's called After Hours, and I will be there November 16th from 7 to 9.30 is the event. I'm very excited. I'm so touched that one of our listeners actually reached out and mentioned me as a viable um, host. Host. And, I know. And guest. And I, I don't know. know. It's, it's pretty great. crazy. It's, I love it. Marco, we have the best uh, listeners. We really do. It's really exciting because I don't think people realize how... Actually, I think our guests, our listeners do realize how much time and effort and energy it takes to put to, to do a podcast like yeah. this. And when we launched the Patreon page, we weren't sure how it would work and all of that. And, and it was just a great and amazing and rewarding feeling just to have people uh, give and, and just be excited generous and, and be excited for what we're doing because we're Honestly, for us, it's it's this was something that it was an idea that we said, hey, you know what? The problem was insomnia and how we. It was what we shared. Yeah. We could understand because we both, you know, get, have bouts of insomnia. So we're anyone listening right now. We're with you. We understand. It's not fun. But thank you for being with us. And Nitty, just to touch back on the Patreon page. Sorry, I should mention that we share that commonality of insomnia. Yes. And, then, and in fact, if you ever listen to the show and you're like, what are they talking about? Because they're rambling on. It's probably because one of us is <laughs> suffering from a bout of insomnia and the ability to speak coherently for 26 minutes becomes problematic. So. It's so funny. It's only we're with you. We, we get, get it. it. And we really do appreciate our listeners. And just a heads up on the Patreon page. We are going to have episodes because part of the Patreon is you can request episodes. So we're going to have an episode about New Mexico coming up. Yes. And we're going to have an ex- episode about um, your dog. What breed of dog? Boston Terriers. Thank you. Boston Terriers. And I think they wanted Boston Terriers. Uh, well, shout out to Anne for for, so, for for those two episodes. And, so. you're, and you'll be getting those episodes very soon. But... Um, yeah, so th- what an exciting time for us. It really I'm going to have a little bit more Prosecco, yeah, even though so I don't like Prosecco. Cheers to you, Nitty. Cheers Great. to you. We're also uh, recording in the evening tonight, yeah. and I feel like today is a Prosecco day. Oh, good. Well, I've got the whole bottles right beside me if you want more, Nitty. I Just might so. have more, Okay, actually. well, why don't I well, pour that? that While we're pouring Prosecco, we need to talk We need to about talk about a lot of things. Nitty, you, last we left you, you were going 
to Bonaire yes. to complete your scuba certification. Yes. So tell our listeners, well, first of all, I should have checked with you before. Did you pass? Did you? Because <laughs> imagine. I did. Imagine, I did. Imagine you didn't, and I brought this for you. I like, know. And Marco, be like, Marco, I just want to say. No, you know what? I passed. I did 11 dives in eight oh. days, which was amazing. And Open ocean dives, we yes. should mention, right? Yes. Yeah. And so shout out to uh, one of my best friends, Lisa Kagan, for making getting getting me inspired to do this and being there every step of the way would you have done it if not for lisa no oh there you go she really inspired me to do it and and was very i think marco you know having someone who is supportive in who has learned a skill right and is able to say I learned this only a few years back, so I remember what it was like at the beginning. So what I really appreciated is every time after – so for the first four dives, I was with the instructor, obviously. And then once I had the certification, Lisa and I would just dive on our own. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, what I really appreciated about it is that before every dive, especially the first few ones, she would ask me, what are you nervous about? What oh, do you great. What do you feel you might be? So there was one day where I wasn't feeling very well, and she was like, "Don't worry, if you puke, you can puke into the regulator, <laughs> just oh, purge wow. it." <laughs> Fair enough. And then other times she was like, "You know, if if you see, you're not going to see anything huge, so don't worry about that." Okay. Things, things that would be a little bit um, concerning for a first time diver. You know, for our listeners. Don't worry. If you have to barf in the regulator... Barf in the regulator. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Barf washes out. Exactly. You'll be fine. So just have that as sort of a mantra for life. If you got to barf in the regulator, just do it. Just do it. And then you purge. And then you purge. And everything will be fine. Uh, (laughs) So, Marco, the regulator, (laughs) let me explain that, is that um, mouthpiece that you put in Mm. and that that connects to the oxygen. Okay. And it's the one part that makes you have that sound like your uh, Bane, the, su- the, oh, yes. the evil superhero Super, person, the villain, the yeah. villain um, or, or Darth Vader. Yes. Uh, and so in that, uh, in front of the regulator, there's a button essentially that you push and it clears the regulator. Oh. So that's why. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I know. So uh, if for any reason water gets into it for right. example let's say you lose the regulator and then sure. you have to put it back in you can spit you the can, water the salt water you uh, don't want to be right ingesting ingesting it so you just purge it wow. um but it was really a fascinating experience i went down to about 60 feet oh my goodness on some of the dives that's that's far it is. You know, I have – it's funny because after sort of your open water certification, mm-hmm. you can do an advanced certification and go further uh, – to a further depth. Okay. But I have no need to do that right, right now. The things that you can even see at 20 feet are amazing. Okay, especially. so tell me – walk me through. You're descending into the water mm-hmm. in Bonaire. Mm-hmm. W- what do you see? What's the impression you're getting? Well, the freakiest part for me was the first time you descend, mm-hmm. because when you, uh, y- you literally have to, it's almost like you, so you have this thing called the buoyancy control device, which okay. is your vest that you put on, and it's similar to a life jacket in that when you get into the water, it's all inflated, and then you deflate it in order to go down into the water, and you have to equalize your ears and things sure. like that. And so the first few times that you're doing it, it's a little bit surreal, because 
once you touch the bottom, you know, you're only a few inches from the sand. Right. And the feeling of just water completely around you is really fascinating. And the things that you all of a sudden are able to see that are in the sand, the tiny little organisms, or we saw some rays. Wow. Who, that were on the sand, which was amazing. And uh, as they gently sort of glide by and stuff. Yeah, right? and oh. what's really fascinating is they always have like a posse of fish that swim with them. Okay. Like on kind of... Oh. B- yes. Like underneath them, mm-hmm. and the the so it was very, uh, it was really fun to just watch them. You just kind of float there and watch sure. for a while, and then you go deeper into the coral. Bonaire is a really great place for a first time diver because it's uh, pretty. I mean, quotation marks tame. Like you're okay. not gonna see sharks or anything right. like that. Uh, it's it's the coral is beautiful. It's very clear water. Uh, we saw beautiful colors of coral. Really? Yeah, and it's very close. The coral is very close to the shore. Okay. So it's very easy to get to. You don't have to swim out a lot. Uh, there's also, we d- we had a really cool dive in, in this place called Salt Pier. And uh, you dive and it's uh, a very large pier. So all the fish sort of congregate near the wooden beams wow. and things like that so it's really cool so salt pier that's what it's called it's called salt pier because in Bonaire they harvest salt so the oh. salt that we get for uh, de-icing our roads for example okay so it's really cool because they have almost like these fields of uh, salt that they're essentially farming wow uh, and it takes about two years for one of these fields to evaporate and the water is is pink because there's all the the krill in it. Oh yes. And you see them harvesting salt that has been uh, produced there. Wow. And then usually at Salt Pier, once a week or once every few weeks, uh, a boat will come to take all the salt, obviously. I see. And so, or a ship rather, I shouldn't call it a boat. Fair. Uh, so. But there's no fish there. There are. It's, oh, so it's not so saline like the Dead Sea. It's just very salt, and you can harvest it. In the in the in the farms, in the salt farms, okay. and then right across is the ocean. Okay. So. So, but they're getting the salt from the ocean and bringing it to the farms, or. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Sorry, Nidhi, I'm asking sure. you stuff. <laughs> as, if you, sure. as if you're a salt scient- farmer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that's that. That's a good question. Um, I'm assuming they're getting it. I, I don't know, actually. Fair enough. Look, I don't know. we don't have all the answers. I was there to scuba, Marco. Yeah, fair enough. So let's get back to scuba, then. Let's get back to scuba. So what sea life really left an impression on you? I'm going to guess Turtles. Mm. I loved the turtles, the sea turtles. <laughs> they're like the best, and they're so like they're so calm and just doing their thing. It always reminds me of the Finding Nemo. Of course, the the surfer dude sea turtles. That's sure. exactly what they're like. You just watch them. They go, they go up for some air every now and then, and wow. then they're just. Hanging Swimming out. along, hanging out. Been alive for many, many, many years. Sure. They were really cool. Uh, we saw a couple of barracudas and tarpons. Ooh, tarpons are big. They're huge. They're big. They're huge. They're huge. Were they big? Like, did they look big yeah, underwater? Yeah, they were huge. <laughs> they were huge. I don't want to see them. Oh, fair um, enough. They're tasty, too. Tarpons? Yeah, I think so. I think tarpons is a good... Really? I think so. 
Mm. I could be wrong. Maybe they look a little... Not tasty? <laughs> they don't look tasty. <laughs> okay. They don't look tasty, but maybe they are. Uh, and then it was interesting because then you would go to a restaurant at night and they're serving literally fresh fish. Right. And it would be a little bit like, oh, no. <laughs> Those fish that I was so enamored with <laughs> under the sea. It's on my plate. As soon as I yeah, as soon as I get up. <laughs> but I was also amazed at how um, vibrant the colors are underwater, because it's not just the coral. You can see purple coral and red coral and all these beautiful colors, but the fish are also so vibrant right. and the yellows and the. I just find it amazing. You know, how is it possible that they have markings like this? Sure. Um, and, and how did that happen and just sort of evolution in, in its truest form down there mm-hmm. seems really cool. And Did you see starfish? I did not see starfish. Oh. We saw cleaning stations. Yes. Uh, where uh, I think little shrimp-like organisms are basically in the reef. And uh, larger fish will go into this cleaning station and they'll clean them, their, their uh, bacteria or whatever, bacteria like. off of them. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating because normally the, f- the larger fish would eat these organisms. Right. And so it's really a symbiotic relationship wow. where they have to trust one another to say, I'm not going to eat you. And I'm just going to clean I'm you. I'm just going to clean you. And you're going to go away after that and not eat me. And that's going to be fine. And that's the way it goes. Those shrimp, if I'm not mistaken, are the ones that you see... When you go to pet stores that have aquariums, mm. you, you can actually buy them. Are they like really, really bright red with white sort of lines on yeah, them and stuff? I yeah, so. yeah, they're great. There's also a fish that goes in the mouth mouths of other fish mm. and cleans any sort of bacteria oh, or, or things that are in there. Oh. Well, Marco, you know, you could try it one day because you don't have to actually be uh, an amazing swimmer to go. Oh, swimming. really? No, because it's. I mean, you need to know how to swim. Sure. I wouldn't recommend it if you've never taken a swimming lesson. Right. However, uh, you know, you don't have to be an expert swimmer in order to scuba dive. Wow. And I really like it because I find it, oddly enough, accessible. Like, when you go to a, a dive shop or you or a, a dive resort, you'll see people who have all different body types and all different uh, ages you know, some as young as 13, some, you know, senior citizens or, or people who are retired and who are enjoying this sport, hobby, sure. I don't know, whatever uh, whatever you want to call it, skill. I find it, that's what I find really amazing about it is wow. that it's, it's got a level, of, oddly enough, a level of accessibility considering how heavy all the gear is to put on sure. and stuff like that. But it was, uh, yeah, so that was Bonaire. Wow. And it's funny because Bonaire, I had heard of Bonaire, but I never had knew. Had you? A lot of people don't. have have never heard of it. I think because I worked on cruise ships. So I think uh, I, we never yeah. went there, but that was one of the, because it's part of the ABC islands, right? Yes. And, and let it, me tell you, when, this, when the cruise ship stops at Bonaire, I think once a week, mm-hmm. You know it's stopping. Oh, yeah. Because the markets come out. The entire demographic changes. (laughs) All the shops are open all day. There's no siesta. It's very funny. Of course, because the the place gets inundated with Mm -hmm. just so many tourists that all of a sudden show up. Mm -hmm. So it's Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. Curacao. So I tend to, or I'm more familiar with Aruba Mm -hmm. and with Curacao because of 
the alcohol blue curacao that comes from there. Mm-hmm. And Aruba, you just know it as like a desert island and yes, it's, it's gorgeous. More. But I don't know much about Bonaire. Um, it's amazing because it's tiny. It's tiny, 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 and it's at sea level, which is really fascinating. I didn't really think about it until we were driving around the island. And it literally, you're driving at the same depth as the ocean. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, so is it flat? Is that what you're saying? Or it's is very, it? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's some hilly areas towards the, I think, the north of the island. Okay. Uh, but it's very close to sea level. Oh, I didn't know so that. So it's very fascinating that way. Uh, and it, it's a, a volcanic island, I see. of course. Mm-hmm. And um, there's only about 20,000 people on it. Oh, that's it. Most of them are Dutch, too. So most right. of them, uh, I, I mean, the population, I think there's a certain amount of, not transitory might not be the right word, but sort of how we would go cottaging. Sure. They, that's what they do. Wow. They, so we went in August, and a lot of the Dutch folk were getting ready, and the families that were there were getting ready to go back to the Netherlands because school was starting. Wow. So, and, and KLM flies there one, once a day. Oh, I'm sure. It was crazy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I know. It's pretty cool. Um, what's the capital of Bonaire? It's so the main town, okay. I guess, is called Kralendijk. Okay. And that's where all the Dutch people are. Sure. And then the more local town where all the indigenous inhabitants are uh, is called Winson. Oh, wow. Um, and then there's a national forest in there, a national park. So you there's... would re- recommend it if somebody's wanting to go yeah, I, check out Bonaire? Yes, absolutely. I think if you're a diver, mm-hmm, in particular. Have, you would have a lot of fun. It's definitely a diving island. Sure. There's also a large kite surfing population. Oh, wow. There's a, a, a big, famous kite surfing, uh, not school, but resort uh, called, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, so there's a lot of kite surfers. Uh, I think if you were just going to visit, maybe a day or two. Okay, you know, fair enough. It's not. It's not. It's not huge on on metropolitan on metropolitan like, attractions sure. and things like that. But great restaurants. Oh, wow. Um, it's a fun time. It's definitely a dive culture. Okay, uh, so here's something you just reminded me of something I did recently. Yeah. So I was at my cottage and we have a paddleboard. Mm-hmm. It's a blow up paddleboard, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have the stability of a regular paddleboard so I've never really been able to stand blow up paddleboard yeah it's like um you pump it and you blow it up oh, how could anyone stand on that it it gets really it's actually a really good one huh okay but it's and if I guess if you've got really good um what's it called uh, uh core muscles uh, I think maybe you'd be much more apt to do a good <laughs> job than I would but anyways I get on it and I go on my knees or I I hang my feet over and I, I paddle and so we only have one I bought it for Amanda's birthday, so I only bought one. And there's a little sort of tip to where the estuary kind of goes near my cottage. So estuary, like, what a great word. Yeah, pretty neat. You know, long. we don't use it enough. Um, and so I was like, Amanda, why don't I take you there, right? And she has, we also have this blow up. You sort of sit in it, you lie in it, and it's a place for your your sort of backside and for your legs to kind of stretch out, almost like a lounge chair in the water. And, and a, a pl- drink hole? Yeah. You you know, thank you, Nitty. And if, I knew where if, this if was going. anyone would know, it would be you. <laughs> so I said, and she was like reading a magazine. And I was like, why don't I give you a rope and battle you, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, took, I took the rope that, you, you know, there's this coily rope that you put around your leg. 
in order to, I guess if you're surfing so you don't lose the paddle board or if you fall in, it stays with you. And I put that around her foot. And then I, I put it onto, oh, no. no, no, everything's fine. I put it to the paddle board. And so I'm paddling and her foot is, oh, Marco. is what's so what is kind of, no, it was fine. I, I wasn't paddling that foot. <laughs> but she's reading her book, her foot kind of forward, and I'm paddling, getting <laughs> us to the tip of the of the estuary, right? And I just would turn back and, and it was quite, a, like she was quite a distance away. And people were looking at us like, what are they doing? Are they He's doing? paddling. And she's in a relaxing sort of blow up. <laughs> And, reading, and was, reading magazine, sunglasses on. We never made it to the tip because Amanda said, you're, you're getting quite right. Did you did you get your back? And I'm like, oh, I can't remember. So I paddled um, back. And then she took the paddle board and went, right. to, the, went to the tip. And she came back and she was, was, it was great. Amazing. So there you go. So that was, that was my little sport, I guess, that I invented. Paddle your wife in a blow-up. Blow up. <laughs> I went to a friend's cottage the other day and uh, they had just gotten a canoe. Oh, that was fun. I hadn't gone canoeing since uh, being a kid, I right. think. And so uh, it's a workout. It is a workout. It made me think, you know, back in the day when this was like a mode of transportation. Sure. People had to be incredibly fit. Oh, yes. Right? Everyone, and no one was eating like the amount that we no. eat on a daily basis. No. So. And even just portaging. That is like a workout too. Like you could... You know how they do these, these workouts all the time, Nitty, where it's like dance workout. or no, it's like just go portage there should be a, We should do like a portage workout where it's, it's like, there. you think so? Oh, 100%. You know, you put something heavy on your shoulders <laughs> with, and you, with someone else, and then you do random exercises, and that's the portage workout. I like it. A kayak. Have you ever kayaked? I have. I'm sure I have it's, it's funny because I feel like Canadian. All Canadians have canoed, kayaked, <laughs> and snowshoed at one point, even mm-hmm. if it was when they were kids. And they For haven't. Sure. And they haven't done it since. Or I whatever. didn't like kayaking. I remember. No, that. I don't like it either. Because I find it too confining, and I always freaked out because they always tell you about that move that you have to do if the kayak tips over, right? Or you have to twist your body out sure. of the kayak, and I was like, I don't. I don't anything need... that I have to twist myself out of, if I'm underwater, I don't. I'm not good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, if I learned anything <laughs> on today's episode, it was don't be afraid to barf in the regulator. Don't ever just... be afraid to barf in the regulator, especially if you're hungover right? <laughs> from the night before sure, fair because enough. you've been partying with Dutch people. Hey, there's there's all nothing, day. nothing wrong with that. Well, thank you for listening to us on this special episode. And I'm just going to have a little bit of a yeah, second while you wrap it up, again, okay? Follow us also on our Instagram account, which is at the Insomnia Project. Uh, and if you want to find us on Patreon, you can have a look. There's lots of photos of Xena. And thank you so much for being our listeners. We really, really appreciate it. As always, the Insomnia Project is produced by Trump Enhanced Productions, and we're recording from Toronto, Canada.